Hello, and welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unscripted, unfiltered, and 100% us, fully clothed. So today, unfortunately, we don't have Mel, but Kendra is back for part two. Um, The last episode we recorded with Kendra, we just ran out of time, and I'm very excited to have this conversation with Kendra. We are going to talk about all sorts of things, as per usual, I'm sure. But a big bulk of our conversation, I think, is going to be probably tailored around, like, learning how to trust yourself after you've been forced to question yourself for so long. I don't know, maybe, like, healing after a relationship. All those good things. So, welcome, Kendra. Thank you for coming back. Well, yeah, I feel like I was just here. <laughs> you know, Deja this vu. is great. Deja vu. Yeah, thanks for having me back. This is great. Um, yeah, we after the after we um, had to hit stop on the recording, we I think we kept talking for like another twenty minutes or so, and it was like, man, we just have so much more to say. And like, hey, why don't we do a part B? Yep, let's do it. So, here we are. Here we are. And she's looking at me with daggers, like, please start saying something. <laughs> like, jump in anytime, Daylight. Jump in. <laughs> All right. So, the thing that I am excited about to have this conversation with Kendra is like, her and I have had obviously very different lives, but there's been some similarity in it. And actually, Kendra, I'm just going to share this story. I was, um, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. We're doing it. Let's. Um, I I was in a relationship with this one man and she was just like Kaylin you need to check yourself and actually she does this to me all the time she's like it's so actually it's so interesting to me because since I've been doing a lot of healing and introspection and all of the things it's very a question that comes up a lot for myself is is this my intuition or is this my trauma? Right. And so there's a lot of things that come up in new relationships and even just everyday life where it's like, am I choosing this because it's my comfort zone and it's comfortable in my nervous system or, and like, is it a trauma based um, attachment or is this actually healthy? Oh, yeah. How much time do you have? Holy. <clears throat> no, I feel I feel that on every level. Um, because I feel like on the healing journey, you know, it's it's kind of like it it, it never really ends. You know, you, you, it's like you just kind of go through different phases, and you think when it's interesting that you bring this up because you know when if you were to venture into a new relationship you think that you have done all this growth and all this healing and then something happens and you're like oh shit you know like you get triggered really hard and um well I guess we're just gonna dive right in here so I mean I've been in pretty much like one significant relationship since the divorce and um you know it, it was 
there was a lot of things that came up. And, and at one point I remember saying, you know, I feel bad because I feel like you're being punished for someone else's wrongdoings. And, and, you know, I, I don't mean to, but it's just, I, you know, there's these things that are like lingering that, you know, but then that, then that question does come up, you know, is this my intuition going off or am I just, is this like a fearful, you know, is it just a, 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 a trigger, like a trauma? It's, it's really hard sometimes to decipher between the two. And I mean, it's a struggle. It's like, I don't know how you feel like how <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's really well, hard. And like, let's just back up even more. So mm -hmm. you got a divorce and you were single for one or two years. I can't remember. Um, well, from the moment that we separated, it was, it was, it was over a year for sure. Um, and then, okay. it, yeah. And like this woman has done her work, trust me, because like when I became single, she's like, okay, now take your time, Kaylin, and just really sit with yourself and do the healing. I'm like, mm, rather not. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't I really didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, well, I face your shit when you can just keep on having fun. Yeah. Um, and so, but, but Kendra did. And you know what? Eventually I finally did. Like I was single for a year and mm -hmm. you're like, when? <laughs> Just recently. Like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> no, it was a year in August actually. Well, wow, like, you. thank you. Thank you're you. <laughs> I mean, like there was, I wasn't in a relationship, <laughs> but I wasn't a hundred percent alone either. Like, let's just be real really yeah. not doing myself justice here but um I don't want to lie on the podcast um so anyways Kendra was 100% single didn't have any men in her life and she really did do the healing and and I think that that was kind of like maybe your thought process is like okay I've taken the time I've I've really figured out who the heck I am what I want what's important to me smooth mm -hmm. sailing from here and then you got into that serious relationship and then guess what? You weren't healed because there's no finish line in, in healing. And I think that, I think we need mm -hmm. to heal on our own. And I think that our partners that do come into our lives also help us deepen that healing as well. And I love what yeah. you said is like, you're not like you're, you were aware that you were punishing him for someone else's wrongdoings. And I think that that's, that's hard. That's tricky. It is tricky. Um, Oh man, I had something really good to say. <laughs> it's gone. It'll come back to me, I'm sure. Uh, something that you just said it it, it triggered something. Um, oh yeah. So, oh healing. Yeah. No, it's totally gone. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it will come back. Uh, it will. It will eventually. Um, you know, people, when you come out of like a relationship that, that wasn't, you know, that, that, that was kind of more on the toxic side of things, no one, you know, everyone talks about that, what it's like to be in a toxic relationship and all this, you know, what people don't talk about is, is what, what you do after, <laughs> you know, how the difficulty um, of going into a, a healthy relationship after it is fucking hard. Um, you are left with so many uh, scars and um, tr like trust issues. And, you know, you are really left to, to pick up all these pieces 
and try to put them back together into some kind of semblance that makes sense. And no one talks about how hard it is to, to let yourself be vulnerable again, um, to even like when you find a healthy relationship, um, the difference in, in the, the behaviors, you know, it's, it's almost shocking. It's you, you, it kind of takes you aback and you're like, what, what, you know, what, what is this? You know, you're not, you're not used to that. And, um, it's, it's really difficult. It's not an easy thing. There's so many, so many things that, that you need to adjust to and, and try to figure out how to navigate this new, this new kind of way of life. It's, yeah, I'm still, I'm still trying to navigate that. I, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that does make it easier is just being a hundred percent fully aware of yourself though, because I think in a new relationship, you'll pretty much fall for anything because you get like, um, caught up in that like fun little lust time where you're just like, woohoo, everything's great. And I just, I have someone in my life and things feel awesome. But then like you said that after that, that relationship where you're just like, like there is no doubt in my mind that you guys were great for each other in some ways for sure and like it seemed healthy at the time and then when you got out of it you're like what the fuck I was willing to like compromise a whole lot of important things for me that and I was like girl me too that has happened to me so many times when you get out of a relationship and you're like whoa wait a minute like why did I think that that was a good idea or why did I not Mm -hmm. actually like why did I sweep all of this stuff under the rug and there's a quote that it's like you know me and my quotes (laughs) I do it's something about like I don't know it was something about like um don't ignore the red flags because eventually um you don't know this one no I don't know usually the red flag ones are just like hilarious (laughs) the funny ones yeah but yeah basically it's like don't and don't like the red flags really um they don't go away no so don't ignore them in the beginning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard because I mean they they could be new red flags that you that you haven't yet experienced you know and so Mm -hmm. uh it's yeah it's really tricky um there there's a lot of good things that can come from it it's and it's all it's all part of the the process of of learning to trust yourself and and learn new things about yourself and I think there's also a huge part of it is like being okay with um disappointing other people too right like mm-hmm. like being 100% open and honest, even knowing, like, and speaking your truth, even if you think that the other person isn't going to like it. Like, I think that that's a huge part of it, too, is just, like, you get to be 100% you. And if that's not for that person, that's okay. There's billions of other people out there. Like, it's Mm. it's not the end-all, be-all just because you feel towards someone. It's, like, either you accept all of me or you don't and that's okay and I think that we go into relationships with such high expectations like either we're going to break up or get married I'm like no 
people come into your life to teach you so many beautiful things. Mm. And even in the most toxic relationships, you are learning. Yep. Especially in the toxic relationships, I'm sure. What did you learn from your toxic relationship, Kendra? <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, this there's like a theme that keeps coming up and it, it always circles back around to self-worth. I think, too, for me personally, um, you know, in the role of wife and mother and those things, you you really kind of lose the the true sense of of who you are you know you kind of just over time eventually become all these other things to all these other people and um you really forget you know who who you are at your core and who who you who you were in the world before becoming those other things and um you know man I one moment sticks out a lot um, because, you know, uh, like I spoke last time, you know, there was an affair and possibly more than one. And um, my self-worth was completely obliterated, like completely. Um, I was, I was destroyed, you know, and I don't even know, that the pieces from that blast have been put back yet like it's that's been probably the the longest hardest journey of this whole um part of my life uh and truly being okay and and happy with with who I am um it's that's been a really really big struggle for me I didn't think that it would really affect me as long as it has um but it's still there it's still lingering in the back of my mind and uh you know we were coming home from a counseling session and I had found out some more information that I didn't really care to know and I was upset and uh you know I just said like I'm, I'm really not I'm not I'm not uh I'm not handling this well like this is not sitting well with me right now and you know I just I don't even know I don't even know what the wife, I can even continue. Like, this is just like, I'm not doing well. And basically the question was thrown at me of like, so what you're saying that you're, you're going to pick your self-worth over, you know, your whole family, you're over your family and, and us. And, and, you know, that was like that moment. It, uh, it was like, you know what, actually, I fucking am going to pick my self-worth. I feel like I haven't yet. And, and I am actually going to do that because it, I need to, it's, it's worth it to me. And I, I, I was just so angry and um, it, it, it's really shitty. It's just, you know, things like that, that happen. And it's so hard to, to even when you get into a new relationship you know it's just it's like this thing that's just like gnawing in the back of your mind and and it just kind of slowly eats away and you always have like for me I just always have that like insecurity and um you know it 
it, it, it affects, it affects my life and it affects the decisions that I make sometimes and, and how I show up, you know, in other avenues and, um, especially like a, in a romantic relationship. And, you know, I, I do worry that like, I'm not good enough and, you know, there's always going to be someone better out there than me. And, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, jump in. <laughs> I'm going off again. <laughs> no, you're really not. Honestly, Kendra, like it's, I feel like so many people struggle with that and, um, it really does take a toll. Mm-hmm. I imagine. Yeah, it, it does. It's, um, it's hard, you know, our already in our society with women and perfection and, you know, these impossible standards and stuff, it's just fucking pile it on. Let's, you know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. hard. And, and I feel like sometimes we're our own worst enemy too, you know, to each other. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. I just hate, I, you know, with, with my daughter, I try to, to not talk about things like that. You know, like I, we talk about other things, like what kind of person that we are and, you know, how big is our heart and, and how kind are we and, you know, and to really try to make myself believe the words that I'm telling her mm-hmm. that's, you know, and, and I feel kind of like a fraud because I'm like, I, I don't think that way about myself you know it's what has been like so if you if if a listener like um has been going through this exact same thing what is something that you would tell them like that has been helpful on your self-love and acceptance journey um you know I I don't know. I honestly don't know if I have a good answer. Like, I feel like this is an area, like, I feel like, how about someone call in and and tell me the answer? (laughs) Yep. That's fair. You know, I, uh, it's, I don't know. I just, I don't have an answer right now. I I might come up with something by the end of the episode. I don't know. (laughs) Deal. No, I love your honesty. I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot for women because like, I mean, I, I haven't had kids or anything, but like you housed three children, you birthed them, your body obviously changed your hormones, everything you've given everything to your husband, your family. And then this happens. Like you Mm -hmm. have given every part of you and it's still not enough. Yeah. And that right there is the thing. I, myself, this is where my struggle lies. Is like, when am I going to stop believing and, and buying into that fact that my self-worth is tied into what I look like? Mm-hmm. You know, I know that I'm a good person. I know I'm a very loving person. I'm, I'm caring. I'm compassionate. I have all these super great qualities. When am I really going to truly start to believe that that is enough? You know, mm-hmm. like... I know at the end of the day, like, you know, beauty fades, bodies change, you know, and when I'm like, when I'm, when I see other people, like, I never think like that towards other people, only towards myself, you know, I'm just, I'm very, I'm so hard on myself. And I, you know, if I, if there's someone that I I find attractive and it's, it never has anything to do really with what they look like at all. 
-hmm. you know, it's, it's who they are, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, what makes them, them, what makes them unique. And, uh, I'm hopeful that the day will come where I, (laughs) you know, where I'll treat myself that same way. Mm-hmm. you know it's 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 a struggle it was oh man yeah and I think that's I think that sex is one thing and connection is another and I think sex with a connection and sex just to have sex because of attraction those are two different things and um I don't know where I was going with that but <laughs> I don't know just, I have no idea but I think just, probably when we were talking about like when you see someone and you're attracted to a person and yeah, yeah like the think... physicality is is for sure it, it obviously plays a part you mm-hmm. know but the, the bigger picture is like if I you know if I if I if I was in love with somebody and and they you know something happened and they they changed their their, their look changed whatever like is that gonna if change who they are as a person of why I love them I don't love them because of what they look like I love them because of who they are as a person yeah. And I think where I was going with that is I think a lot of people, I I don't know, but I'm guessing a lot of people cheat because it's tempting, but then they shoot themselves in the foot because they know that it was just sex and they lost the connection that actually means a lot to them is where I was going right. with that. And okay. I, I think that temptation is hard, but I mean, what's important to you at the end of the day, I guess, is mm-hmm. the real question. Um, do you, what I learned from my toxic relationship. Yeah, let's hear it. (laughs) Let's pluralize that. Is, um, what I'm at, what I'm asking for really isn't too much. Like, Mm -hmm. when you ask for the bare minimum and you are forced to feel like, it is unattainable or too much mm-hmm. that really messes with your brain too because yeah. we all want loving or we all want love and belonging we really do and we all receive that in different ways and I was very clear on how I receive love what my love language was and I just wanted like a little bit of time some quality time mm-hmm and it was always too much. And then that, in my brain, says, you are not worth it. And, and then that translates into, like, all of my needs are not important. Therefore, I am not important. Therefore, all of my time and effort should be poured into that person. Mm-hmm. because I don't matter and I think coming back from that is one hell of a fucking journey mm-hmm. and picking up all the pieces of who you used to be before you lost yourself loving someone else mm-hmm. or who you used to be before you became someone you thought that they could love like Mm -hmm. if you become like everything that they want then maybe you will be worthy of something but it doesn't work that way you become everything that they want you lose yourself and you still feel empty because you're Mm -hmm. not getting what you need 
yeah. I think that that was one of my biggest lessons. Well, I mean, that's a good lesson and it's a hard lesson. It's a really hard lesson. And, um, you know, I think sometimes we think that if we just like, if you just like keep pouring and you just like love them enough, like, you know, I, I, I find myself, um, caught between this really delicate balance of, of boundaries. And like, you know, there, there was a saying of like, um, you know, don't, don't cross an ocean for someone who wouldn't even like jump a puddle for you. And this is where my struggle lies because of who I am at my core, you know, and, and my core values. And I, um, there was a counterpart to that. Someone wrote, well, yeah, I say do, you know, because if that's who you are, just do it. Just keep loving, you know, show up as, as, as that, as yourself and, and, and just love them anyway. And while that is great in theory and, and it, you know, that, that resonates more true to who I am, you know, then it becomes a really fine line of, um, you know, going into that, like, uh, people pleasing and, and, and risking, uh, shit, <laughs> I totally got distracted. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, the thought's gone. Um, so you, you, for me to, to keep feeling authentic, it's like, but where, where does it end then? You know, yeah. am I just before you become like a doormat and, and, uh, it's hard. I have a hard time. I have a hard time putting up that boundary. I have a really hard time. I think, um, sorry. No, go ahead. I, th I agree with what you say, because like, I, I am a very much like, I'm a life coach for God's sakes. I believe in everyone. I'm like, you know what? We just put a little bit of effort into you. We give you some love. We listen to you. You're going to change. Things are going to be great. I believe in you wholeheartedly. But, okay. and that is who I am to my core, and I never will change that. Has it gotten me in trouble a few times? Yes. However, now I ask myself, to what cost? And mm -hmm. so, I will love you with my entire heart. I will back you 100% as long as it's not costing myself peace or my self-worth. Yeah. Well, and I mean, good. That's 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 good that's what you need to do you know that's what I'm I'm still learning how to do mm -hmm. but I think that that's a you bring up a good thing because like us women we're fixers like we see someone and we're just like okay there is zero ounces of hope into you but we'll make some we'll we'll find something you seem like a good project and I will find my self-worth and once you change and then guess what they just don't change yeah that's yeah, that is true. That's, I mean, and not like I'm seeking out, you know, damaged goods or anything to fix, but I, I think. But like, now I'm taking sorry. applications. I, yeah. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be in the byline. <laughs> Click the link. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm really trying to, to stray away from that. Um, but I think, um, you know, it, it all stems from, you know, childhood traumas and all of that stuff. And, and the, I think what, what I do is I, I mean, I, I like to, that's, that's a validation for me is when I feel like I'm, 
wanted or needed, you know, and I just, it's the same. I I feel like everyone has, has the, has the goods in them. And it's like, I can just, I, you know, I feel like I can, let me just, let me help you, you know, let me, let me just love you. I, I am like an old hopeless romantic at heart. I really feel like, you know, love fix everything, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, and I do think that it can, but only if both parties are, are willing participants. And um, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they have their own stuff to deal with. And, you know, they they might not feel that they deserve it. And mm-hmm. uh, it won't be able to accept it. And and uh, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> and I, but, I, I, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I think it comes down to, like, um, accepting people for exactly who they are and where they're at I think as women Mm -hmm. we're like okay so they have all of these really super bad qualities but they're actually super kind so we'll ignore the bad we'll go with the good and then one day they will get rid of all of their bad qualities and they'll become the person that we know that they can whereas I think that I've shifted where I'm just like who are you right at this moment okay I see all of these things and Mm -hmm. I believe in you and I'm not hopeful for anything. Like, this is who you are. And either I accept you and you align with me or I don't. And that's okay, too. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it's fair to be like, this is the version of you that I think you could be. And you need to be this version in order for me to fully love you. That's not fair on anyone. No. And then, and then we're disappointed when they can't be that version of themselves that we expect them to be when they didn't sign up for that. Yeah. Sometimes too, I think, I think that the the hope on both sides is that it, it will get there or maybe, maybe they told you a different story. Who knows? Every situation is different. Mm-hmm. I think um, it, it just comes back to, you know, making choices for the right reasons and not because you're, trying to heal a past trauma or something you know which again circles back to you know trusting yourself and 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 who you are and I will never regret loving anybody ever you know I will I will never regret that I if if you the people in my life you know I I hope my hope is that they all know exactly how much I love them and how how important they are to me you know, everybody, um, because that at the end of the day, you know, when we're, you know, no longer of this earth, like that's how I want to be remembered. It's like, man, she just loved with her whole heart. And because what's the point then, you know, that's what I, I don't get it. You know, I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Laughing at me. Well, just what's the point then? <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, I don't know, you know. So I agree with what you say, but I think like when it was fresh after my. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else do we think? Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like we, we went, we went kind of everywhere. We really did. One. Yeah, let's circle back. Uh, what, how did we start this? <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome to Kendra and Kaylin's phone conversations late at night. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, I just encourage everyone to get a friend like Kendra that just really is just she tells you exactly what you don't want to hear but have to hear. And yeah, I just when I know <laughs> like when I know that I need to check myself, she's the one that I call. I'm like, oh, I know what she's going to tell me, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I know. I've, I apologize. <laughs> I, I, you know what? And I've been, I've been told this a few times. I, I do like to play devil's advocate because it's like, okay, well, let's just think about it this way. Right. I mean, I, I'm, I need all the details. I'm like, okay, tell me more. I need to know. Okay. Okay. Let's look at it like this. What if we, what if he does this or what if like, you know, I think it's just good to be, to be informed and, and you're right. It is good to have people that that will tell you the truth, you know, mm-hmm. not just what you want to hear, but like sometimes you need to hear it from someone else. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. So, and again, anyway. I think we get caught up in that new love and we're just like all sunshine and rainbows and we look past a lot of things because it feels it feels addicting. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes just need an outsider's view. Yeah, um, I've been looking at a lot of a lot of uh, things within myself. Um, you know about going forward in life and and possibly entering a new relationship and not wanting to make the same mistakes that I did before. You know, and making sure that I that I did get the lessons. And, mm-hmm. um, in knowing kind of what to look out for and what to look for, like we talked about the red flags, but I saw this post about, about green flags, you know, and I'm like, yes, that, I mean, that's the focus that I want to be looking at, you know? Um, and I, I think you kind of the vibe that you put out is kind of what you attract. And so that was the big lesson for me of, um, Okay. <laughs> what what is still going on with me you know that I that I keep attracting this this type of person to mm-hmm. me you know what 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 is unhealed within me and and not even that that the person is a bad person I think that people you're right people do come into your life to teach you the things that you still need to learn and and I think that people you know they can you can heal together I think that's actually a really important part I think you know they kind of hold up this mirror for you so yeah these mirrors they they help you show each other you know like all the gross parts and like the icky bits you know and our triggers like reveal our insecurities and and how we respond to them shows you know how much work we've done in our healing and you know in this last relationship you know, like I said, a lot of triggers appeared and there were a lot of insecurities that were revealed. Um, so like what I learned was that most of it wasn't even like any of my shit to carry. You know, and I think because it was like the first meaningful relationship since my marriage, um, you know, I just convinced myself that, it, you know, it was this true, you know, soulmate love. And I mean, he did inspire a lot of things in me that were like really incredible like in the beginning, you know, he made me feel seen and valued and something that I hadn't felt in a very long time. You know, I felt free and joyful and like all these really great things. 
And for the first time in a long time, I, you know, I finally felt like I could be myself and, you know, it was enough, you know, and then until it, it wasn't enough. So like now, you know, here's revealed like all of, all of the unhealed parts in him, you know, it's like we were just the typical, you know, anxious, uh, you know, anxious attacher. That was me. And, and he was like the avoidant. And so for three years, we did this like song and dance where, you know, he'd end it, you know, uh, I'd start to move on with my life and it's like, he could sense it and then he'd come back and then I'd, I'd take him back. And, you know, just to repeat that pattern all over again. And, you know, each time he left, he, he took another like little piece of me with him. And, you know, they, the saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And I mean, this happened like way more times than I care to admit, you know, but that is my responsibility in all of it. Like I kept letting it happen. You know, I kept letting him back into my life. And, you know, that was the unhealed parts of me, you know, and like, I don't really have a great answer for why, you know, maybe I believed, you know, at one point in time that, that we were soulmates, you know, probably though, it's just that same line of thinking of like, you know, if I just love him enough, you know, but what I did learn, um, you know, finally, is how to separate how I feel about him from how he made me feel, you know, to really look at the reality uh, of the situation for, for what it truly was, you know, like your person should never, ever have to be convinced of why they should be with you ever. You know, I heard this um, from a guy I follow on Instagram. He said, the most dangerous guy is is not the guy who disappears. It's the guy who disappears, then reappears, then disappears, then reappears, you know, because that guy will waste your life, you know, <clears throat> and that was just kind of the the pattern that, that was happening. And, you know, when you see that same pattern over and over again, you know, to think that they'll say, suddenly behave out of character is one of the most dangerous things, you know, that, that we can do. So I don't know, what do you do? I, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out. I think, you know, first, I think first you just have to stop internalizing, you know, the rejection and, and just remind yourself that, you know, that it, these are all of their own issues and their own traumas. You know, it's their responsibility to try to heal themselves you know, and you just really have to do what's best for you, you know, even if it feels like shit. Like I was just completely heartbroken, you know, every time. And, you know, I just, <clears throat> I just learned that I have to be okay with the fact that I might never get, you know, what, what I think that I needed to get from, from him. You know, I, I think closure is, is overrated. You know, I think you just have to stop looking for closure outside of yourself and, and just start moving forward. Like, just take that step. You know, when you asked me in the beginning there about um, what advice I might have, and I, I didn't have an answer, you know, I think maybe that's just it. You know, just start moving forward one step at a time. You will never be good enough for the wrong person. I'm going to say that again. You will never be good enough for the wrong person, you know, and, and I think for a long time, I, I thought he was the right person, you know, he, he wasn't, if someone can't see your value, they are just not your person. Um, 
you know, I think right now, like, I just, I need to be my own person for myself. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's where the healing comes in. Um, you know, it's just a really, really hard lesson, but it's an important one. All of this, Kendra, and more. Like, I just encourage all of the listeners to grab a piece of paper, rewind that, and take notes. I don't even have a reply. I just want to say thank you for giving me, and I'm pretty sure all of the listeners, words to how we have felt. Thank you, Kendra. You're welcome. Most definitely is. But I like that. Like, yeah, asking yourself, what what do I need to heal? within myself Mm -hmm. because I think that after a few failed relationships it can get pretty uh disappointing and um feeling dreadful but knowing that you're in (laughs) you know knowing that you're in control of being like what am I putting out there to attract this Mm -hmm. I actually went through a super toxic relationship um uh I better go Mm -hmm. um How do I get into this? Okay. Yeah. The blame, the guilt on yourself. So I went through this toxic relationship after thinking like, I got my shit together. I know who I am. I know exactly what I want. Everything is amazing. This man weaseled his way into my life. I'll say that. And, you know, it was was good. He did everything right. He was super kind, went out of his way. Everything was awesome. Until it wasn't. Oh my god, you remember calling him in your truck? I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, them, you guys. She could write a book about my life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Repeating the cycle 101. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, I. Oh my god. Anyways, I was like. I just need your help and I need you to listen to this and I need you to just like back me up. So anyways, shit went down between us. And after like I found out that he was actually not a safe person um, and anyone listening to this, uh, I think I've said it in another episode, but like if you are in Canada and you feel unsafe in your relationship and you just want to do a background check, like there is such thing as called Claire's Law. You can apply for it. And um, they will let you know if there is, like, any domestic abuse or violence that you should know about um, in your relationship. So I ended up having to go through Claire's Law and all of the things. And um, what I found out was everything that my instinct, like, my intuitiveness, my instincts, I don't know, was telling me was true. But I was like, oh, no, like. I have to trust him because he's saying this. And it again circles back to the first toxic relationship where like it's never it's always me. It's always my fault. I'm the crazy one. I'm the one that's, you know, can't be trusted. And so when these things come up and I'm like I don't feel like this is right. I had nothing to prove that though. I'm like but he's doing everything right. He's kind to me. He does he goes out of his way. Like this must be my insecurity or or like my past trauma like I can't trust that feeling because there's no actions that prove it right well let me tell you there was and when I was sitting down with the police officer and he read all of these things to me that had happened that this man had done Mm -hmm. I just like 
completely felt broken because I'm like, I literally looked at that police officer and I said, I empower women for a living. How could I be so stupid? How could I fall for this? And I remember that was such a pivotal moment in my life because he was like, you are not stupid. They are just good at what they do. And so at any point, I just want to say, like, if you have an instinctive gut feeling, you do not need anything to prove it. Trust it and get out when you can. And so and that's also what he said is like, you are smart. You knew something wasn't right. You got out. You took all of the action steps that you needed and you got out in time and it's fine. Like you did that. But I was so frustrated with myself and so angry that after all of these years, knowing what I've known and doing research, not only for me, but for other women and just having so many conversations with other people that uh, it could happen to me as well. And I think it honestly, like, I'm not saying go into relationships with fear, but I'm saying that's where the healing before getting into another relationship comes into. Know what it feels like in your being when instinct shows up, when, Mm -hmm. what is important to you? What are your non-negotiables? Where are your boundaries and who are you to your core? Knowing that will keep you on the straight and narrow path. Of course, you'll attract some people that maybe are not meant for you, but they'll teach you lessons and you'll move on. You won't mm-hmm. end up like freaking married for 70 years, hating your life every single day. Like, and it's okay to break up. It's okay to date. Like, just, I don't know. That was a tangent, but. No, and it's, it's, it's important though, because, um, uh like you said knowing going forward knowing where your hard lines are you know like and and sticking to them and trusting trusting yourself I know you know we wanted to talk about what what is uh what's a trauma and what is your intuition right this kind of comes back to that and you do I mean you you do literally feel it like in your body you know, like it's, it's, uh, it shows up in, in, in ways like, yeah, it's, if you, if you ever get that sense of feeling unsafe, you know, and that's not, like I said, like, it's, it's just not your person, you know, like that's, you need to move on and like, let it go. And for you and I, you know, the, that coming back to the people pleasing and, and, um, you know, always wanting to, to give people the benefit of the doubt and, and just be very open and understanding and and compassionate. And, you know, there's, there are people out there in the world that, that take advantage of, of people like that. And, and there is a facade that, that gets displayed in the beginning, you know, and then, but like I said before, you know, people, always bring their true selves with them wherever they go you know they might not show up right away but they do show up eventually you know and it's important to 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 recognize it right away and 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 feel that shift and and get the hell out (laughs) you know like that the person that you're talking about that whole situation 
you know, I, I remember and it, it's, you know, it's terrifying and, you know, knowing you, how I know you, you know, and, you know, you, you think like, Kaylin, like, how the hell did you let yourself get so far in, you know? But I mean, it, it happens. That's how it happens. You know, they're very it's skilled. Be- they're very skilled. And it's because, again, we just want to trust that we can change them. And we just want to trust that um, everything will work out. Mm-hmm. And we weren't put on this planet to save men. <laughs> just to save anybody, really, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's very I true. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a hard line. It we've, is. Like, we've kind of went all over the place with this one. Yeah, but I mean, tis relationships and toxic mm-hmm. and healing and it's not linear. Healing is not linear. And no. Um Yeah, I think the last time we kind of talked about relationships is like when we said like healthy relationships feel boring (laughs) was that you and me yeah (laughs) we did that I that is the thing (laughs) I I feel like you know I in throughout my life you know there's there have been people that, that that have come in in into it and it's like oh my god like so boring you know and I think back now and I'm like, that's probably because they were totally on the level and, and healthy and, uh, you know, a really, really good person. And, and I think that's what we do is we, we mistake healthy for boring mm-hmm. because that, that trauma bond, that, that feeling, I, I know for me, I, I feel like I've been living, I had le- like lived in this elevated state since childhood, you know? Like I was always in the the fight flight or what it's late I'm tired. <laughs> yeah and um to to not be in that state it it didn't feel like I mean that was my normal yeah you know and and so to come back down even I mean even after the divorce and all of that shit and the stress and like the you know, I mean, I was like, I was so tired and, and I I was trying to do some more research just to understand what the hell I was going through. And, and, and you do, you get, you know, you, you're, you are just so elevated for so long and you just like your body just needs to just re- rejuvenate and recoup. But yeah, the healthy, <laughs> It's I I'm I feel like I'm at a state now where I I I'm I welcome it you know I mm-hmm. like I like quiet and I like calm and mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want the nonsense mm-hmm. I do not I don't want the chaos you know yeah. it's just not something it's just not something I'm interested in whatsoever you know yeah. I'm not interested in in people not willing to grow or change or, you know, that's what we're here to do. We're, we're here to, to figure it out and, and become the best versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think when you find someone, you know, who inspires that in you, mm-hmm. who really, really makes you just want to be a better person because you just want to, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's the money right there. That's the ticket. Yep. Oh, <sighs> 
It sure is. And even like when you're like, I just wanted to rest. I, I think, you know, I look back on even that super toxic relationship I just shared. I, even when I knew it was done, I was still living in fear. I was still scared that he was going to show up. And I think it's taking, taken this long for my nervous system to like, be like, when you hear a knock at the door, it's okay. Like you are safe, you know, but yeah. it's it's hard to remind yourself of these things mm-hmm. when you've lived in fear for so long. And like, that's, that's trauma. And I can't remember someone after that relationship said like, that was a traumatizing experience for you. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, you know, there wasn't any abuse and like physical abuse and it's fine. And, you know, I was still like, nope, people have it worse than me. It was all fine and dandy. No need to worry. Mm-hmm. But when you can't hear a knock or like go out in public without getting triggered, that my friend is trauma. Like when mm-hmm. there is a trigger, it is linked to trauma. And once I realize, like, huh, yeah, this is some trauma I need to work through, then mm-hmm. I could work through it. But the more that I spent, more time I spent um, denying it, I just didn't prioritize healing it, right? So I think that if you have been in a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship or anything like that, I think step one is don't compare your trauma to anyone else's. Like, it happened to you. It's legit. Mm-hmm. Accept it and become aware of it and then start healing it. And the healing process looks different for everyone. So just go inward. Trust your intuition. Ask your body, what do I need? What do I need? How do I need to make sure that I feel safe? Like, yeah. do I install cameras? Do I, like, what do I need, you know? Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I got to move across the world, but... I was kidding. That was that was quite a few. Uh, that was a while after that happened. But you know, like, what do you need? And honestly, if it is to move, if it's whatever you need, if mm-hmm. you need a restraining order, if you need police help, if you need family, friends, support, like, there's supports in communities all the time. Like, it's not yeah. shameful. You are not stupid. Um, it happens to a lot of people, and also. Like, as toxic as it is, it's just, like, still part of me is just, like, God, I just, I just wish him well. Like, I just hope he changes. And I know that I'm not the person for that. Um, But I just want to. That's growth right there, right? Well, and I just hope that he gets the help that he deserves because that's what I hope Mm -hmm. for everyone. Um, Yeah. Because, again, it's not... Like, the shit that he's done is bad, but that's his actions, and it doesn't make him a bad person. He just needs to make better choices, and in order to make better choices, we need to learn better things. We need to heal. We need mm-hmm. to do better. And yeah. so, um, but I also don't need to be part of that journey because I have enough self-respect to be, I deserve better. Yeah. You do. Yeah. So, good for you. Yeah recognizing that I know I you know and and there's things that show up in in all sorts of ways like I you know I still don't have my ringer or my notifications on my phone 
you know, I just, you know, there was like barrages of text messages and stuff that would come in. And it just, I, just when you are like in a heightened state of anxiety for like a long period of time. And I think anything kind of that would be going on in that time frame would be triggering for me. And even still to this day, I'm like, I just, it just sets off something in me. Like, ugh, you know, I, I, even right now, I'm going to, I, I want to admit this uh, while we're talking, I'm having some really weird feelings coming up about this conversation. I don't know why I just, I'm feeling really, really uncomfortable and, and uh, not content. <laughs> and I don't know you're why. Getting, it's getting, you're getting naked, man. <laughs> I, uh, but it's, I mean, like all that stuff, that wasn't even my stuff. That was, that was your stuff. And, you know, I just, I don't know, like, these are the things, like something is triggering me, you know, and, and uh, I, I find that this happens to me sometimes. I'll, I'll be going about my, my day, you know, nothing really significant will have happened. I will have this feeling in my body of like this anxious uh, you know, and I'm like, I just feel, I just don't feel settled. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, and I, I trace my steps back. What, like, what happened? Did something happen to like set me off? And, and, you know, sometimes I come up with nothing um, and it, it'll maybe eventually go away. Other times I can trace it back to like, um, you know, I, I thought for a split second that I forgot to like take meat out for supper, you know, <laughs> like the, the thought fl flits into my mind and it's gone. And, and I don't think about it again. However, the, the lingering effect of like, oh shit, I forgot to take out something for supper. And you know, like it's, it's sitting in my body somewhere that I, I, and I can't, I can't place it. And it's just, I'm having that experience right now in this moment. I'm like, something is making me feel ugh, like yuck. And I don't know. I'm not enjoying this at all. <laughs> Me neither. Why we thought this was a good idea? I don't know. I feel like we we veered into a we veered into um you know down a dark alley, and I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> I'm like, as soon as I end this, I'm going for a run. I can't. I can't have this anymore in my body. And you know uh, what? Honestly, Kendra, as you're talking about this, like that anxious feeling, and I get that too. And sometimes, same thing, I can trace it back to something. And sometimes it just comes out of the blue. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like my heart could explode right now. I'm not okay. I'm like, it's like almost like I'm like itchy and I'm just like need to move. Like I just got a hit of adrenaline or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like I feel, mm. yeah. I get that. So I wonder, like, obviously mm -hmm. we're talking about some very triggering things um, and probably our, our listeners probably can feel this ang like anxiousness in them too. So I'm really happy you brought that up. But I also wonder, like, I, this just popped into my head. I've done zero research on this, but I wonder if like our nervous system, like that's our comfort zone. Like we used to live in that state 24 seven. So does our nervous system just be like, oh, found a little bit more here you go you gotta get rid of this now I don't you know and I don't know I I like I don't know that specifically but I do mm -hmm. know uh, having done some research about how, how traumas do actually be are stored in your body you know mm -hmm. and, and kind of lie dormant um mm -hmm. it, it, it it gets right into right into your bones you know really yeah. and um I think too that's why maybe some things 
you know, when you get that feeling and you, you try to trace it back and you never can, like, I think it, it could be something that, that maybe, you know, we've suppressed out of our memory or something, you know, even from childhood, like it's, you don't mm-hmm. know what, why that person, when they looked at you the way that they did, or, or you, you don't even know what the hell happened and you're just feeling something, you know, it's, it, you're, your body never really lies, you know, it's kind of, it's all kind of this amazing system that's all connected and, and, uh, you know, the whole, uh, mind body connection. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. So yeah. I think, I think that maybe like, obviously we're anxious right now cause we're talking about heavy shit, but I also think that maybe, um, our body just slowly releases this trauma, this anxiety. And mm-hmm. when these feelings come up and we can't, um, we can't locate the trigger, like, why am I feeling this way? Maybe it's just like, what I'm going to start saying to myself is just like, oh, hey, anxiety, like you're, you're, you're ready to be released. Awesome. What can I do for you? We need to go for a run. We need to have a stretch, mm-hmm. a shower, a cry, journal. What are we doing today? Because you yeah, can't I'll- fucking stay here. <laughs> No, and all of those things are really, really great, really great uh, things to do. You know, they say you got to name it to tame it. And even when you can't name it, that's that's the thing. It's like, okay, what do I need to do for myself in this moment right now? You know, I'm the same way. It's like, okay, I'm going to go for a long walk and just walk it out. I'm going to write, you know, I brain dumps are like, even when I, even when I know the source, you know, but, but even when I'm just feeling like I've just got, oh, like, I'm just like got pent up shit that I got to let out. You know, I just, I journal it all half the time. Even if I go <laughs> I like read back some stuff, I'm like, what the fuck? But you know, you just got to get it out. Don't hang on to it. Acknowledge it. You know, <laughs> What did I say to you the other day? Like the other day as in a few months ago when you like you came to me with a little problem and I was like, ah, just masturbate and then meditate. <laughs> yeah, you did say that. <laughs> <laughs> the double M. That will solve all your problems. Yeah, yeah, you did tell me that. Especially oh problems to, with men. Like you can't mm-hmm. think with a clear head when you're horny. <laughs> you'll always make the wrong choice always yeah don't trust yourself it's uh, like going to the grocery store always feed yourself first. <laughs> so masturbate uh, and meditate that's that's the best advice i got for you thanks kaylin you're welcome i'll keep, I'll keep that one tucked into my back pocket <laughs> <laughs> or your side drawer Oh, it's not even, I know. <laughs> There's nothing exciting happening in my side drawer, I can tell you. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're feeling anxious. <laughs> oh, probably. That's where I keep no. my journal and my edibles, I tell you. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's enough for now. <laughs> yeah. Get me through. That's still, that's still pretty exciting. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Okay. In closing, I think that we have covered a whole lot. Um, if you feel anxious while listening to that, this, no worries. We do too. Um, yeah. Final thoughts. Like maybe. I don't know. I feel like we, I think we need to like bring it back around to something like, I don't know. I feel like it's leaving on a really weird, empty 
space yeah. of like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know it's not it's not sitting well with me right now and I don't know why okay well I'll mumble along and then you you jump in at any time I think okay. in, in closing for me I think that um this is why we created Naked and a Little Bit Afraid to talk about these these tough topics and yes it caused anxiety in both of us and um it's not easy talking about toxic relationships or how to heal from them and we don't have a solution for you in how to heal because I think even Kendra's healing versus my healing they looked very different um our journeys were very different because different things work for different people and I also think that um there is no shame in ending up in a toxic relationship, especially when you have a tendency of loving with your whole heart and hoping for the best for people. And I don't think you should shame yourself for being a good person. And I also think that if you feel that even an ounce of uncertainty inside of your being, inside of your soul, and you know it's time to leave, you need to leave don't prolong it just end it and you know I think that that was the hardest part for me in a lot of my relationships is ending it and um my most recent relationship I had to end it with like a phenomenal person he was great he was so awesome I just felt that he wasn't for me and that's hard you know I don't I was like, how do you end it with someone that did absolutely nothing wrong? And the answer is simple. You just do it. Because if you know, if you feel in your soul that that is not your person, you need to trust it. And I did. And I said, you're a great person. You're just not for me. And I think that that's, that's a beautiful thing because we don't need to diminish anyone else's self-worth. We just need to respect ourselves. And like, we're not going to be for everyone and that's okay. Yeah, well, not, well said. I didn't really sum up this episode, but I just added more to it. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of did. Um, uh, I, I just want to add a little bit into that and in saying like, even, you know, and not every relationship that doesn't work out means it's toxic. You know, and I'm sure that I, I, I know that I have also some, some toxic traits as well, you know, and uh, like I said, it's when you find someone who, who can be that mirror for you and, and point out these, these things that, you know, that you, that you still need to work through. Um, like I, for me, it's, it's all about the, you know, the journey home to myself and, and kind of seeing you know what work is still lies ahead and what I what I need to to work on and I just like I said I just want to become the best version of myself and you know and I I I, I like like I said I, I apply that to to the people in my life and I you know I hope that I can inspire you know in others that they want to be the best versions of themselves and <sighs> that's that's I mean we kind of touched on both sides of things you know that's not really into the into the toxic side of things but like it you know it 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 
was helping me recognize, you know, what was still toxic in me. And, you know, I, uh, all my, we don't even have enough time to get into this. So <laughs> I'm circling right back to the beginning, you know, but <sighs> I don't know. It, yeah, I think, you know, we're all really just genuinely trying to do our best and, and it's the same every person that's come in and out of my life I do, I do wish them the best I do want the best for them I just I want them to live happy lives and and um you know and it's okay that 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 wasn't possible you know with me with them like it's just that's okay you know, I'm, I'm going to continue being who I am and, and growing and, and they continue being who they are and growing. And, and yeah, I do, I do wish them well. I, I do, you know, get that with you when you said that it's, yeah, I, I hope that they have happy, good lives. And I think, I think maybe that's where the source of my uh, uncomfortability was, with with that whole topic I don't know I didn't want it to come across as like you know they're like that these there there's been these terrible people in my life and you know yeah there was shit that happened and and it wasn't great but they're you know I don't know I'm I think I like recording better in the morning than at night <laughs> I'm tired I know it's tough and especially something this deep no, yeah. thank you, Kendra. I honestly, we're gonna read, we're gonna listen back to this and be like, "That's cringy AF," but it's I gonna know. help at least one person. It it will. Um, will so it? I don't know. It. <laughs> but it <laughs> it's gonna. So I just I want to I want to end on this because I think like we've talked about we've talked about obviously Kendra and I have made it very clear that both of us have been in toxic relationships, and um and we got out of them and we've done healing and I think that if you're listening to this right now and you're in a toxic relationship or you're about to leave one or you just left one I think sometimes when you hear these things you're like okay great awesome glad that you guys started your healing process but I have zero idea where to start um my suggestion to you would be just start ask yourself what do I need and trust it Secondly, I think that Kendra and I could give you both a book recommendation that helped us if you're into um, books or audiobooks. You sound good? I know how much you love a book. What was a book that really helped you heal? Oh, hands down, uh, no question, was Glennon Doyle's uh, second installment, Love Warrior. Oh. Can I tell the story real quick? Yep. Do we have time? Yeah. So I... I was uh in the midst of the separation and stuff and I went to this little B&B by myself and I took this book and I started reading it the Friday that I got there and I read the whole thing that night I, I was two bottles of wine in I could not put this book down it was like her words it was like I wrote them it's like she went into my brain and took the words right like out of me you know, my soul, not my brain, my soul, my heart, like, it's like, I could have wrote it myself. It was so, it resonated with me so deeply and so profoundly. And, um, you know, in it, 
uh, her husband, her husband had an affair and it, it, like the, just the experience of, of some of the emotions and the things that you go through, especially like with the kids and how their world is going to be like turned upside down and like, just, oh my God, it was just so raw and so real. And, uh, at the end, you know, she ended up, um, staying with them and I felt so upset. Like I was, I was really disappointed and it's like, I needed her to like, you know, make the same choice that I did. Like I needed that validation to feel like I did the right thing. And then, you know, I turned another page and there was like a, you know, a, a note at the end that said, you know, this book was published, blah, 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 blah. Um, at that time, you know, I had made this choice, but I, I just need my readers to know that like, it, it, no, I didn't stay. It's, I, you know, it, it ended. It was, and I was like, I almost like jumped for joy. I was just like, oh my God, thank God. Like it just, it felt so like the best word I can think of is validating. It just was like, okay, you know, I, I don't know. It's like I needed permission or something. You know, I just, I needed to, I needed to feel like I was heard and I was seen and, and my, my feelings on the whole situation mattered. Anyway. Yes. So to sum it up, that book, that book was, man, I, I cried. I laughed. I mean, I bawled like it was just, it hit, it hit on a total another level. Like it was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. You? Yeah. And I knew you'd pick that one. And it's so yeah. interesting to hear you say that because I listened to a podcast of, of Glennon Doyle's and she said she got in so much shit for divorcing her husband before that book got released they're like you can't you can't release a marriage advice book and then and then get a divorce and she's like I'm doing this for me I'm not living my life for my fans or for this book I'm doing it for me and Mm -hmm. so then to hear you be like what the fuck and then her Mm -hmm. like have that little part of it you're like yeah yeah that's cool yeah Um, it was it was good you yeah so I read you know, I've read a few books that have hit me, but I think that the one that is the most recent and uh, on my mind, and I think that this really let helped me let things go, was Eat, Pray, Love. And like everyone forever has told me, you gotta, you gotta read it. I'm like, I'm not reading it. I could barely even get through the movie. And I think it's just things really find you when you're ready and mm-hmm. when you need and so I got the audiobook and I listened to it while I was traveling through New Zealand. And then she goes to Bali and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to Bali. <laughs> and I was like, if Bali changed Elizabeth Gilbert's life, it's going to change mine, which isn't a proper outlook on life, but it did inspire me to go to Bali. And um, it did. It was an amazing experience. So Ypres Love helped me shoot, helped me heal from my past relationships because of um, uh, Richard from Texas. And I just want to read this because I remember listening to it. I just got off the bus from Nelson. Like when I was just coming back from Nelson, New Zealand, and I got off the bus and I was walking home. And this 
this part played in my head and I listened re-listened to it like five billion times and I got home and then I wrote it down I typed it all out and then I just like reflected on all of my past relationships and it was just it just opened a whole can of worms and it was beautiful so here we go we got Elizabeth Gilbert eat pray love one day I will talk to that woman in person hopefully um so that's, it was like how, oh, sorry, yeah. I say, that's how I feel about Glennon like <sighs> They're both phenomenal. I know. I love her. Mm-hmm. And like Glennon's so brave. Like, ugh, I, we could talk about her forever. Yeah, we really could. Um, okay, so it's like when Elizabeth Gilbert's like, but I love him. And he's like, yeah, I'm sure you do. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, he says a true soulmate will probably be the most important person you will ever meet because they will tear down your walls, smack you awake. But to live with but to live with a soulmate forever, nah, it's too painful. Soulmates, they come into your life just to reveal another layer of yourself to you, and then they leave and thank God for it. Your problem is you just can't let this one go. His purpose was to shake you up and drive you out of that marriage. You needed to leave, tear up, tear up your ego, and show you your obstacles and addictions. Break your heart open so new light could get in. He made you so desperate and out of control, you had to transform your life. That was his job, and he did a great job. But now it's over. But the problem is, you can't accept the relationship had a short sh- short shelf life. Send him love and light every time you think about him, and then drop it. You're so afraid of letting go the last bits of David, because then you will really be alone. And Liz Gilbert is scared to death of what will happen if she is really alone. But here's what you have to understand. If you clear out all of the space in your mind that you're using right now to obsess about this guy, you will have a vacuum in there and an open spot, a doorway. And guess what the universe will do with that doorway? It will rush in. God will rush in and fill you with more love than you will ever dream. So stop using David to block that door. Let it go. Stop wearing your wishbone where your backbone ought to be. Mm-hmm. I remember and, that part well. <laughs> right? And it just mm-hmm. hit me. It's just like, I don't know, so many things in that. I was just like, okay, done. You know, like we truly are scared of being 100% alone. And and he also said like, um, when when he says like, um shit Liz you have the capacity to love the whole world and I was like yeah you know we do and we're just so so caught up on some rinky dinky love (laughs) I know but you know I mean that's I know it's Mm -hmm. like I said I just that's that's just part of part of my genetic makeup Yeah. And so when people do pop into your head, I love that. I love sending them love and light because they obviously Mm -hmm. popped into your brain for a reason and it's, it's okay. Love and light. Peace. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, um, I just, I, this just came up and I need to share it. So going through everything, uh, you know, with the ex-husband and and now the ex-boyfriend, which is like a weird thing to say, but, um, (laughs) 
in both scenarios, you know, uh, when it was, when it was uh, a time of like contention and, and a lot of angst and a lot of uh, negative feelings, you know, I, I did not feel good. Like it, it, it affected me in every aspect of my life. And, you know, when you talk with your family and your friends and, you know, trying to sort some stuff out and, you know, it's really easy and they're very supportive and, and always want to have, have your best intentions in, in mind and, you know, and, and, and they totally have your back and, you know, it was just feeling like a battleground and I, I didn't like that. And I had to take a step back and, and kind of give myself a talk and say, you know, this is not you, this is not who you are. And I think that is where all of the feeling of grossness came from is because I wasn't living in alignment with who I am truly at my core, who I am truly at my core is someone who is, is, is very caring and loving. Um, I know <laughs> some people might be like, yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I really truly am. And when I was just uh, feeling all of that, the anger and the, the, you know, the upset, it, it, it affected me way worse than, than I expected it to. And, and, and I did have to take a look at myself and who I was being. And uh, I did not like that. I, that's not, I did not like that person at all. And it was like, okay, what do I need to do now in this situation to get back to who I am, to get feeling like I'm doing, you know, to, to set that boundary, but also to do it in a, in a loving way, you know, where, where I'm not compromising who I am in that way either. You know, like I, I, uh, I just, I had to make some changes and, and uh, it, it was important to me because I did not like, I did not like feeling that way. You know, that's anyway, I just, that, I don't know where that came from, but that whatever you said made me think of that. And Yeah, when you're not living in alignment, a lot of gross feelings show up. Yeah, they do. I mean, and it, yeah. it, it can be in, in lots of lots of ways, you know, lots of ways. And that's a beautiful thing because that's our body telling us, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. It's our inner alarm system. Yep. All right, Kendra. <laughs> Kaylin. We did it. Uh, <laughs> I might have to have a quick puke after this one, but... um. Frick. I know. I'm like, is there a way that, oh, man, <laughs> we can, we can actually make this unfiltered. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. it is what it is. It's yeah. I mean, it, it went where it went and <laughs> what do you do? This is us. This yeah. is our true experiences. This is our conversation. This is us just being open and honest and Mm -hmm. uh, if you have any takeaways, please share them with us. And um, thank you so much for stripping with us. We appreciate it. Stay weird. <laughs>